Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Well, a very good Saturday morning to you. Wherever you may be uh, picking up the show this morning, it's Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny. We meet here every Saturday morning at 8 o'clock or thereabouts to uh, entertain you and inform you and bring you an hour of news, reviews, and a whole bunch of stuff about the automotive world, whether you drive, whether you ride, uh, whether you uh, just have an interest in cars, whether you just have nothing to do this hour. Uh, and said, well, turn on KKNW and see what's going on. Or I'll jump on the internet and see what Vinny's up to. All of those will get you uh, into the um, into the little world of drive time radio on this. Um, what, what The sun's starting to roll out up here in uh, the beautiful Esperance Media Studios in Edmonds, where we uh, do the show. And... Uh, so that is, uh, I think, good news for this weekend and today especially, which is really one of those days that you really feel the end of summer. You know, it's been all these great car shows and, and coffee and co- cars and coffee and all these different shining rides and all, all of the stuff that's gone on that have been really beautiful. But you can feel them waning. You can feel the days, you know, um, you know, one of my favorite things to do is to go down to the Edmonds waterfront and just kind of peek around, look around, see what's going on. And um, it's dark now. It's 730. It seemed like it was like five minutes ago that it was uh, 930. <laughs> it was uh, you know, 945 that it was getting dark. So you really get that feeling. The chill is in the air. The leaves are turning. I mean, it's really... Uh, it's it's on that slide into uh, into autumn, which is make no mistake about it. For me, a beautiful season. I love autumn. I love the colors. I love all of the the leaves. Uh, you know, and, and uh, just the um, uh, I had an apple cider donut the other day, and to me, there is nothing as good as uh, an apple cider donut. It's just, um, you know, it's a just a good, solid thing, man. <laughs> Put a cup of coffee, a couple of sinkers, and you're set to go. And so I had a couple of those, and not that I need the donuts, but, uh, you know, you got to enjoy yourself in life every once in a while. You can't be down and, uh, and, and, and look at all of every second and saying, I can't eat this, I can't eat that, I can't eat this. Believe me, soon enough, you can't eat anything. Uh, you know, they'll be feeding you through a tube or a bag or, you know, who knows. But anyway, it is, uh, but it is that time of year. So if you're going to get out to a Cars and Coffee or you're going to get out to a an event, uh, this is the, the perfect time of year to start to do it and to, uh, you know, so you can say that you uh, had one under your belt before the cold weather falls. Although, again, as our friends do up in Shoreline, uh, Cars and Coffee, and I'm so proud of the folks up there and what they do. They keep it rolling all year long. They're, I mean, they have that cars and coffee going unless it is crazy out. Uh, they're out there in that parking lot at the 175th in Westminster there and, you know, by the town and country market. And they are out there in full force and 
even on the coldest days, I've seen, you know, 15, 20 people show up with their cards on Saturday morning. Even if they don't show up with their cards, you know, they show up, uh, you know, not with their, with their, uh, with their ride, but with just their regular family car, their daily driver. They still show up and they have a, you know, have a good time, converse. It's a social club. So if you're, uh, if you're in the area, you want to take uh, somebody over and show them what cars and coffee is all about. I don't think you can do a better job than going over to uh, our, our friends over there at Shoreline Cars and Coffee on 175th Street and um, Westminster, right off of uh, Aurora there. And, um, you know, we'll see what uh, we'll see how, how these events shake out. We'll try to keep you informed on more winter car events. You know, there are swap meets and things like that that go on as we roll into October. As a matter of fact, I'm going to a big event this uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Our uh, press association has uh, an event called Run to the Sun and Drive Revolution. And uh, what we do in these two events, they're similar to Mudfest. I don't know if you remember Mudfest a few few weeks ago, but earlier this year, uh, we go to a, uh, a track and we uh, go to an off-road uh, facility and we take all these different SUVs and pickups through the mud and the grime and see how they handle both on the road and off the road. We rate them on comfortability and we wind up coming up with uh, the Northwest uh, Outdoor Activity uh, Vehicle of the Year which is what we always consider to be the best in the Northwest. It's gained quite a reputation among the manufacturers. I'm proud to say that I've been voting for it now for um, the last 20 years, I think, 2025. So I've seen (laughs) some interesting vehicles come through. I remember one year the Dodge Aspen won it, or the Chrysler Aspen. You know, for uh, two years, one or two years, Chrysler – made an SUV that was called the Aspen, which if you've been around a while, you know that those 10 little K-cars uh, back in the, um, no, not even the K-car, it was before the K-car, the compact Chrysler was called uh, the uh, the Dodge Aspen, the Plymouth Volare and the Dodge Aspen. And um, not comparable to the Aspen that we voted on, but it was such a good vehicle that it actually made the uh, the top of the pops that year was the uh, Northwest Car of the Year. I think they actually we named it the Northwest Car of the Year, and the next week they stopped making them. So what are you going to do? Sometimes, sometimes you go with a winner, and sometimes uh, it doesn't work out for the car company. But we have a um, a bunch of stuff we need to talk about this morning. Uh, that uh, we have, uh, of course, uh, our car review for you. We'll look uh, back at what uh, I've been driving this week, and we've got a whole bunch of different uh, things going on for you uh, that we'd be happy to entertain you with as we roll along throughout uh, throughout this uh, this morning, this beautiful morning. Um, the UAW strike continues, and it is uh, it's spreading. Uh, they are um, they're going to start hitting more Stellantis, which is uh, Chrysler, and more General Motors plants. 
the um, Ford people right now have been spared uh, because uh, if you listen to the rumor mill and everything, it seems that Ford uh, and the union is getting are getting closer and closer to a contract that there are uh, things like cost of living increases and, uh, you know, ch- taking those tiers out, which are if you go to work there, uh, you know, you start out, you make about the same money you make at McDonald's and you have to work there a long time before your money gets to even be close to what people that have been there before work. It's one of the concessions that was given to the automakers along with the uh, uh, when the companies were in trouble. The union stepped up and says, okay, we'll have a system where newer workers that come in will get paid less money than the older workers. But it's not a good system because everybody gets mad. Uh, you know, they get the job, but then all of a sudden they're not getting the same benefits. They're not getting the same pay as other people. And it's just, it's, it's not right. It was something that was given to the union years ago and it's now time for given to the um, automakers, I should say, uh, years ago when they were in financial straits. And now it's it's time because these companies are making record profits to let the workers share in it. Uh, the more I look at the UAW, the more I look at uh, the auto companies, and the more you just look at the whole situation and read about it. Uh, and and listen to a lot of the people that are involved with this thing. And I'm not talking about the union people, or the, the union officials. I'm talking about just the, the working people, the interviews. Um, go on YouTube and look at the uh, Detroit TV stations and look at what the uh, workers are uh, are saying and what their justification for being out on strike is. And you see a very um, good story. Uh, for those workers, you also, I mean, you know, you hear the uh, the uh, uh, corporate heads talking about that they need to keep a company going, they need this, they need that. But uh, while they say they need that, they also make sure that they uh, these executives line their pockets with uh, a lot of uh, a lot of cash in these uh, different buyouts and bonuses and salaries and 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 everything. I, I don't think it's fair that. Uh, the, the people who do the produ- production should not make, uh, you know, uh, more, not more than a CEO, but a closer uh, closer scale to what the CEO and, and some of the top executives are making, uh, you know, comparative. I mean, you know, you got a CEOs making $20 million a year. And some woman is working on the assembly line, and because she's new, she's making $17 an hour. There's got to be a little bit more equity there, I think. Anyway, uh, it appears that uh, it's going to get political this week, as uh, the president, Joe Biden, uh, who has been a a longtime union supporter, is going to walk the picket line for the UAW on, I believe it's Tuesday. He's going to be a a sitting president of the United States will uh, go there Tuesday and walk the picket line. Biden's a union guy for a long time. He's been a union guy for for years. And then on Wednesday, Donald Trump, the former president of the United States, like I had to tell you who Donald Trump is. But for those of you who might have been under a rock for the last, uh, uh, 
I don't know, 10 years. Uh, Donald Trump is, I guess, going to go. I don't know if he's going to walk the picket line. I don't know if that would be a pretty picture for many of the people that support him. But he, he's going to go up there. He's going to show, have a put on a show and uh, have it have a, uh, you know, talk about solidarity with the union. So we'll see, um, you know, how that works out. And uh, listen, if he goes up there and he wants to support these people, God bless him. I mean, I don't know in my heart of hearts, I believe that he's supporting anybody who's holding a picket sign, um, you know. But listen, they uh, they need to get this strike done and over with instead of it expanding. It, they need to come to the table, get this thing done, and go back to making cars, man. The holidays are coming. Uh, people need their money. These strike funds are not unlimited. So let's, you know... Uh, Whoever you got to get out there walking the picket line. I mean, if if you thought that me going down and walking the picket line uh, would help you, I'd go in a minute. I'd jump in a truck I'm driving this weekend, head right out there. Uh, unfortunately, my walk in the picket line probably isn't going to make much of a difference. But if the president of the United States and the former president of the United States uh, are going to be on those picket lines, that means something. It means something, if nothing else, to the people that are out there. Uh, and, and walk in those picket lines. I don't know what it means to the CEOs of the companies. I don't know if they understand that this is a move that these people, have, these politicians have to make. I, I, I don't know what they what they understand. I mean, there, there shouldn't be a CEO in uh, the automotive business in this country that could be upset with any politician because every time they've needed the bailout over the past 10 years, you know, going back to uh, when, uh, when President Obama took office. They've got, I mean, the biggest, um, the, the biggest cash stakeholder in the U.S. auto companies is the United States. Now, they've paid that money back for the most part, if not all of it, but that's who has kept the U.S. auto industry afloat because it is such a vital part of our economy. So let's hope that that gets settled and it gets settled quick and those people aren't out longer and you'll be able to go and buy a car for a decent price. You won't have uh, a, you know, a, a car dealer hanging over your shoulder saying, you better buy this today because it'll be gone tomorrow. They're not making cars right now. You don't know what's happening. Well, there are other cars being made. So don't, don't fall for that. But, uh, you know, nobody likes to see anybody out of work. Nobody likes to see anybody on strike. It doesn't appear to me that the union demands are so out of whack that, uh, you know, that it's a, it's a joke. Uh, they, they seem to be looking for a fair wage from what I can, you know, gather in, in, in what I see uh, reading the news and listening to the union people. So we'll keep those people in our minds. Um, we have a bit of ugliness to talk about this morning, uh, a bit of, I guess, safe measure. Um, it seems over the past couple of weeks uh, in Seattle and uh, it, its environs, uh, there's a new trend that seems to be uh, rearing its ugly head. It's uh, the old bump and run. Uh, you have a nice car, you're driving down the street, you're alone in your car. All of a sudden, somebody fakes a traffic accident. They hit you in the rear. 
or they hit you on the side, or, you know, they bump your car. And you get out, you're outraged, you say, what the heck are you doing hitting my car? And all of a sudden, the guy or, or woman, uh, whoever it is, that's driving the car that hit you, pulls out a gun and carjacks you, takes your car. And you're left out there standing in the street. Two cars just, you know, one's robbed you, the other, you know, you're, you're, you're uh, in fear because you just had a gun pulled on you. It's happened now a couple of times in West Seattle. Uh, I think it happened a couple of times as well in the city. And it's, um, I, I guess it's the times we live in, but you, you, you got to be, you know, you got to be thinking out there. You have to use your brains. You have to be thinking, if I'm out on the street and uh, somebody bumps me and it's 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning and you're on some uh, street alone or you're on some, um, uh, uh, you know, highway or something like that, that maybe it's it's not the best idea to just pull over and get out of the car. Maybe it's, uh, you know, you, you go to uh, a lit area on the highway or you go to an intersection or you go to a, a place that's open. Or at the very least, you call 911 and you say, somebody just hit me. I'm afraid to get out of the car. Um, here's where I am or I'm driving up this street and driving down that street. But don't, I hate to say this because you don't want to get you know, pop for leaving the scene of an accident. But if something doesn't feel right to you, don't get out of the car. You know, if it's, you know, point to a gas station, point to some place that's lit that you can get away, you know, that you can get away. I would rather take the ticket for leaving the scene of an accident than I would having somebody um, stick a gun in my face and try to take my car. It's it's just that simple, and I, I hate to say that these are the times that we live in, but these are the times that we live in. Uh, it's a shame where you can't, you know, you feel like you, you can't do anything, and you know, driving a car down the street, you see an accident, you don't even, you don't want to stop anymore. You know, I used to stop and see if somebody needed a aid or or something. I mean, unless you see somebody's limb hanging off or something like that. It's getting so you don't want to get involved. You don't want to help somebody out. And that's not a way to have a society in any shape, manner, or form. So I don't know if this is an isolated uh, gang of people that are doing this or this is a couple of people who have come to town, decided that Seattle is uh, the place where they can make their fame and fortune in crime. They can become the Bugsy Siegel of Seattle. Something tells me that's probably not what's going on, but be aware, especially if you drive at night, especially if you drive a nice late model car, be aware of your surroundings. If somebody bumps you and you have the slightest bad feeling about it, the slightest inkling that this doesn't feel right, get first of all, get on your phone. Second of all, Drive to the to the nearest police station, and um, you know, write down a plate number of the other people's car. So in case it is a legit actor, you take off or something like that. You 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 can cover yourself uh, with with the police by saying, "Hey, I was afraid. I didn't want to stop." But 
it, it's gotten to that point now where you have to do evasive actions, even if you're involved in a fender bender. It's, it's not the way you want to live, believe you me. But it is, um, uh, again, we're living, I mean, I don't advocate for everybody to go out and get guns or anything like that. That I don't know if that's going to solve the problem or bear spray or mace and how that's going to help you if somebody's holding a gun to your head when they're trying to steal your car. And I also don't want to be the person to tell you don't go out at night. I know a lot of people don't uh, if you're an older citizen. Uh, I know last night I went out uh, at 1.30 in the morning. I was up writing some stuff, and then I just I was hungry. I wanted to go to Dick's and get a, a hamburger and, and went over to Dick's. And um, I'm, I'm looking around. You know, I got my, my, my web, you know, my thing that I carry in my hand, and I'm looking around. And I, boy, I hate that. I hate that feel. It's the reason I left New York is because that's what it felt like, you know, in 1980. It was like you couldn't go out of the house at night. Or you didn't want to go out of the house at night. If you went out at night, uh, you usually went out with a you know group of people. And I know it's, you know, and that, and there wasn't even that, that many guns on the street back then. But that seems to be the fear that is now spread all over the country. So be aware when you're out there. If you get into an accident, call 911. Um, if, you, if something stinks, trust your instinct. Call, call the cops. Drive to a well-lit place where there are a lot of people. And or drive directly to the local police station and, you know, go in and report the crime. Yes, if, if the people are legit, they'll follow you to the police station. If they're not legit, maybe they'll just take off and still report it after that. But don't, uh, especially as we roll into the darker nights and all of that stuff, there's, there's a whole list of things. I put it on our YouTube, uh, not our YouTube, but our um Social media channels, there's a list of things, especially women, uh, that have to be aware of now that it's getting darker early. And it's really worth your while to familiarize yourself with uh, things that, you know, that you might have to uh, call upon to survive. Walking to your car or driving your car at night. And it sucks to have to say this. It's, it's horrible to think that this is the world we're living in. But this is what we're uh, what we're we're presented with, and unfortunately, that's what we uh, that's what we have to educate Jan or try to educate Jan a little bit as well because uh, it's it's dangerous and uh, and and yeah I know it's easy to say well the news shows this the news shows that but the reality is there are these incidents that happen. And you keep uh, hearing about people and knowing people that stuff like this happens to. And I, I don't want to see any of you, my listeners, my friends, uh, become a victim to this kind of stuff. You, you, you're too valuable to me. Uh, just on a personal basis. Uh, to, uh, you know, we, we, I've been doing this a long time. And... Uh, you know, you get to know people and you feel like sometimes like it's a big family. You know, and you don't want something to happen to anybody in the family. So please, 
uh, be aware when you're out there in the dark. And I said, I'll pull out that list and maybe we'll do it next week. Uh, see if we can, uh, you know, get those simple little things that keep you uh, aware uh, and, and, and make your surroundings safer, especially if you're a single woman walking around uh, out there, trying to walk uh, on a college, uh, you know, on a, over here at Edmonds College, walking from the building to your car. And I know the security on campus and everything like that, but it just takes a second. All right. We got that uh, in the books. Let's um, let's talk to our good friend, our, our confidant, our producer, and a man who makes things uh, run pretty well here. A sad man this morning, I would think. Our good friend, Nathan, the producer. Hello, Nathan, the producer. Good morning, pal. Good morning, Vinny. Yeah, you're right. A little bit sad there, but still hopeful for the future. Of course, we're talking about the Mariners, and there's on a big gauntlet of playing the Texas baseball teams, which are... Every game is, you know, I wouldn't say a must win, but you got to, you know, come out on top in these series. Yeah. Well, this is a pennant race. This is Mm -hmm. what it's all about. For those of you who are not familiar, this is exactly what uh, a pennant race feels like. It's basically playoff baseball uh, before October. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, I think it's 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 the most wonderful time of the year to quote a song. I mean, you really get to. you know, you, you live and die on every pitch. Now, how did you feel? Did you s- see the game from the start last night? I was actually out playing softball. I had a doubleheader last night, so I wasn't able to get into seeing the game. But I was keeping up with the scores. And uh, based on the history, I mean, I was having, you know, <laughs> the feeling it was going to be a really tough time against the Rangers. And Sure Palpitations, enough, the was it? Rangers, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the last two games and when the Rangers beat us by double digits, so you know they're, yeah, they're forced a, to be reckoned with. Reckoned with. Yeah, they're a good club. They got pitching. Uh, they got uh, a, a great manager in Bruce Boshi, mm-hmm. who is um, one of the best that the game has ever seen. He won a number of uh, pennants uh, and, and World Series championships with the Giants. He's, uh, you know, he's just a solid, he's a solid guy. He knows how to run a ball club. He's been there before. He's been in this situation, you know, four, five, six times, seven times before. He knows what's going on. He knows the moves to make. He knows how to save his bullpen. Uh, you know, last night he was doing something where he brought in uh, a starting pitcher toward the back of the game so that he could save his bullpen. Yeah. Uh, now it, it, it maybe backfired a little bit on him because the Mariners almost pulled themselves back into this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, he knows he, he knows those strategies. So I was uh, I was sad. I mean, I got I was I was out in, in in Kent, and by the time I I I was in a place, I came out of the place. By the time I got in the car, it was four to nothing. Yeah. Makes you think it's like, oh boy, here we go again with those double digit games, doesn't it? Oh, it's just it's it's heartbreaking. But um, again, this is this is the time we live for. You, you hang on to every word, you hang on to every pitch, uh, everything. It's like it's actually like an extra week to play off baseball. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, you'll you'll um, 
you'll live and die with every pitch. You'll watch every game. You'll, you know, wherever you are, you want to carry your phone with you so you can listen if you can't be there. Mm -hmm. And, and just, uh, you know, they got to, uh, they got they got to put it together. The pitching and the and the hitting and everything all has to get on the same page here for not a lot, three or four games. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> we got we got a week to go. Come on, <laughs> yeah, I've still got six games to go against the Rangers and three games against the Astros. Yeah, uh, you, you, and and that's what's kind of cool about it because your destiny is in your own hands. Mm -hmm. And we do have home field advantage for the you know, final stretch of everything. Right, right. Which is actually um, a really good, uh, you know, a lot of times the last couple of weeks, uh, you, you know, you get like one of those interleague series in there somewhere mm -hmm. and the Mariners have got through, gotten through there. So you're playing the teams you got to play to get to the top of the division, to get into the wild card. You're playing who you need to play. Yeah. Plain and simple. Um, Hopefully, they'll, uh, you know, there's there's guys that will uh, will step up and uh, you know grab two two in uh, Texas and they come home and uh, you know the home cooking will be good to them. I sure hope so. I mean, at least a wild card. That's all I ask for. I mean, I don't want to be knocked out of anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's. Uh, that's tough. It's really tough. There's, uh, but it could be worse. You could be a Yankee fan. Well, speaking of the Yankees and the AL East, we got to keep our eye on the Blue Jays too, because I mean, theoretically, yeah. all three of these AL West teams could make it into the playoffs. We could have, you know, one of the teams win the division, and then the other two take the uh, wild card slots. Yeah, but, Which yeah, but, the Rays have already clinched, but there's still two more open. Yeah, there's uh, it's uh, it's um, it's a pretty wild time of year. It, it really is. It's um, it, it's a lot of fun. I I, I suspect that um, you and I will be tweeting, uh, will be uh, texting each other yeah. uh, uh, nonstop. Uh, hey, come on, what the heck is going on here? Yeah, uh, everything else going all right, Nathan? Going just fine. Good. Nothing good, to good. complain well, do about. You have a, uh, do you have a question you want to ask me? That's what I was waiting for. Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Oh, uh, man. Nathan, you're, you're, you're such a star at this. You're going to, one of these days, we're going to get you nominated for an Academy Award or something like that for doing this. All right. I am driving, um, I am driving a really surprisingly well done pickup truck. I'm driving uh, a midsize, GMC Canyon AT4X, which it comes, uh, you know, it's like right in that uh, in that category of uh, the Toyota Tacoma, the Jeep Gladiator, um, and it's again, it's a GMC, which is uh, like you know, like the Chevy, but very but different from the Colorado. Uh, the uh, the instrument panel, the interior of this truck is just phenomenally designed. I mean it really feels when you uh, when you get in this thing that you're in a more in a Cadillac uh and and something of that you know luxury car as opposed to just a regular um you know pickup truck. 
and a, a, a really sharp version. I'm driving the AT4X um, version, which is uh, close to the top of the line. And uh, the uh, the AT4X, it's around, uh, it's, it, it includes bigger tires, better suspension. I mean, it's really built for off-road. But yet it has, you know, you got to climb up and to get into it. But yet it's compact and small enough that you feel comfortable driving it in the city. It's a, it's a mini monster truck. And it's, it's really, um, again, uh, you know, I'm bouncing a little bit here. Let's start out with the outside. Very attractive styling, uh, a little bit different than the Chevy in the front uh, fascia treatment. It uh, certainly has the tow hooks, the roll bar, the um, anti-roll bars on the suspension. Uh, it has, uh, you know, the skid plates. The um, AT4X trim with the AEV side of things gives you a 35-inch Goodyear, mud terrain tires, stronger skid plates, steel bumpers, steel side guards, and it's taller uh, as a matter of fact, it comes up to about 12.2 inches of ground clearance. So as my neighbors would be able to tell you, you should. It, they, they all gather to watch me come out of the house and climb into this thing. It's become the neighborhood show over the past few things. But it's up high enough that you feel like king of the road when you're driving it. It is. Um, it, it really is, uh, 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 once you get inside, a very sharp-looking truck. There's two-tone um, interior treatments, nice just padding all over the place, a Bose system uh, for the sound and the infotainment system that is uh, a phenomenal sounding uh, sound, uh, sound system as well. And it really, uh, you know, when you, when you sit in this thing, you know, with the digital now, it's a nice big digital screen, another digital screen in front of you. Uh, what I really love is the way you can adjust uh, the dash panel to read it for it to read what you want it to read as you're driving along uh, has uh, you know very good capabilities in that uh, in that area. Um, I think the screen is 11.3 inch, but it's also very comfortable seats. Everything is very accessible. They do. Uh, there's a couple little glitches, like they work the lights off of that into infotainment screen, so that takes a little bit. Of uh, of getting used to uh, heated front seats, um, you know. There's um, remote start. You know all all the chockies, all the goodies that you uh, that that you expect uh, moves out really nicely. It, it, you know, there's no more stick shift. Everything's automatic now. I think this one's an eight speed. This one has a two point seven liter inline four with four hundred thirty pound feet of torque. It's got an eight speed automatic. Um, the real, the, the all wheel drive is, uh, or four wheel drive is easy to jump into. Uh, it, the steering is, is weighted well, so it has a comfortable feel on the road. It's not too bumpy. It's not too rough. It's not too pickup trucky. It has a firm, nice ride to it. And it's, um, it's a vehicle that's actually kind of disappearing. These days, you don't get vehicles that ride like this. We used to say they rode like a Cadillac, uh, but it was a very, very 
uh, luxurious feeling driving this thing. I have not taken it off-road yet. I plan to do that uh, today, a little later today, get up and take a ride in it and uh, to the, uh, you know, off a trail uh, and see. I wonder, is, um, is Stump Lake open? I went out to Stump Lake a couple of weeks ago and it was closed. And I, 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 I don't know how you find that out. I guess maybe go on the Department of uh, Parks uh, website or something like that. But I, this would be like the perfect truck to take out on Stump Lake, out Lake Chest There, it's uh, such a. I love going off, off road up there, uh, up those mountains. Uh, you know, just on the other side of the pass. Uh, it's just, uh, and I don't know something about Stump Lake. It's so eerie uh, that it keeps you interested. But like I said, sharp car moves well. Uh, nice, uh, you know, easy bed, uh, you know, to get in and out of. Uh, certainly, you have the, the tailgate with the um, the step down and everything like that, so you can access the bed quite well. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know, uh, you know, uh, it. it Really, actually, it's kind of funny because we were talking about this with John Vincent last week. Um, you know, Chevy trucks and GMC trucks have not been the most impressive trucks to me over the past couple of years. But boy, when I got into this one, it really, uh, it really was impressive. And again, it's got that, uh, you know, it's, it's a, the one I'm driving is crimson and, uh, and, and, black interior so i i get reminded of the cougar thing is i'm driving it i feel like i probably should be driving over to pullman today or something like that but it's uh towing capacity 77 uh actually it's um six thousand pounds for the canyon at4x which is the one i'm driving um not the greatest gas mileage but nothing killer i mean so far i've been looking at about 15 uh 15 to 16, uh, you know, highway driving and everything yesterday, uh, you know, moving around town and everything like that. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take it on the, uh, the test track and get a better idea of what that's supposed to be. So that's, um, that's what I'm driving this week. Very attractive vehicle. We'll have a full, uh, review for you, but it's just one of those vehicles that, uh, is is just quite impressive in so many different ways, uh, and it's uh, something. That, it's not probably your top of mind awareness pickup truck when you go to buy one. I mean, I don't think a lot of people think GMC, but here we are, GMC, and there are some mock differences in it uh, over Chevy. And if this is the interior. That they're offering, it gives you that you know. So many times I say, ah, interior. It's a pickup truck. It'd be a truck interior, but this particular vehicle, if you're taking your family on a long road trip, uh, towing the trailer and doing all of that stuff, uh, I'm telling you, this is like sitting in a in a in a Cadillac. It's really well done uh, from what I've seen so far. Again, we haven't had the whole week, but really nice, uh, sharp looking interior. And a comfortable car to ride in. Seats are comfortable, uh, so that's the uh, the GMC AT4X uh, that I'm sporting around. That is what I am driving this week. We will 
take a quick break here, come back, and we have our uh, Saturday morning cartoon coming up. I had a dig for this one, but I found a really good one. Uh, don't go away. We'll be right back. This overheated radiator shouldn't have happened. Or this street windshield in the rain. Or this dead battery here. Shouldn't somebody check those things for you every time? Your Texaco dealer does. That's his promise. Your Texaco dealer not only promises to check the things everyone ought to, he'll double-check, too. He'll check your battery. Double-check the battery cables. Check your oil. Double-check the fan belt. Check your radiator. Double-check the radiator cap. Clean your windshield. And double-check the wiper blades. What's more, your Texaco dealer's service and courtesy includes a smile and a thank you. That's his promise. You can trust your car to the man who wears the star. The big, bright Texaco star. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. Yes, tell your friends about Drive Time Radio on Alternative Talk 1150. Tell them about Vinny. Tell them about Nate. And tell them that we hang out here every Saturday morning. Um, from 8 to 9. We also, uh, you can find us on podcasts, all your regular podcast providers, Apple and so on and so forth. And uh, you can also, um, you can also catch us on Facebook, on Twitter, whatever social media thing there is. Uh, I think I'm even on match.com somewhere. So between all of those, you can find me. uh... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well, you know, so. You get to a certain point, you got to do something, right? So you, you hit the match.com thing. Anyway, the song for this week, it is, uh, you, you know, Pete Seeger is, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with um, with that folk music uh, uh, 60s, uh, uh, 50s and 60s, uh, troubadouring. It was a time of going across the country. Uh, you know, guy in his guitar case and going to play in small clubs and union halls and VFW halls and all these different venues. And, uh, you know, uh, Pete Seeger, Woody Guthrie, uh, all these great names, Peter Paul and Mary, all of these great names in, uh, in music, uh, all wrote about the human condition at the time, whether it was, uh, about, uh, against war, or it was against uh, uh, poverty, or it was against uh, the way the uh, people who were running the country were uh, handling running the country. Uh, A lot of it manifested itself in song. And um, I love this music. It's really American roots music because it sings about uh, an America that once was and in many ways, I think we still look for. And uh, at a time when uh, this union was finding its legs, uh, I should say this country was finding its legs with unions, um, you know, uh, Seeger and, and, and uh, these people were writing songs that really went to that. I dug this one up, uh, and it's dedicated to the to the people who are walking the picket lines uh, out on uh, the UAW. This is uh, it's a good one from Pete Seeger. 
There you go. U-A-W-C-I-O. Uh, I had to look long and hard for that one, but I knew it was out there somewhere. Finally found it. And uh, that is uh, Pete Seeger from, I, I guess, the uh, the four, early 40s, uh, maybe, um, yeah, maybe like late, thir- real late 30s, early 40s, but uh, obviously a World War II uh, song uh, that uh, uh, lent some encouragement to uh, the union workers uh, that were at that point in time moving from um, moving from uh, consumer production into um, wartime production, the trucks and and everything like that, tanks and etc. That were going to be needed to defeat the Axis powers, and that we did so well. So that's our uh, Saturday morning cartoon brought to you every Saturday morning uh, because cars and music go together so well. And, and it's it's a little history lesson for you, too, in these songs, if you listen to them. The, the people who either have written them, sing them, or, uh, you know, have some way of participating in them, I think it's a, you know, it's a cool little segment uh, that we bring you every week. Um, want to take a second and tell you about my good friend George Jackson. George Jackson, uh, GJPromo.com uh, is his website. If you are thinking about buying little uh, gifts for your employees for the holidays, you're thinking about uh, whether you need imprinted T-shirts, imprinted little card carriers, whatever uh, business advertising specialties that you need. Uh, my friend George Jackson, uh, who I've known for years, uh, the great thing about George is, number one, he's a good guy. Uh, he's a, a spectacular guy to do business with. Uh, if he promises you something and says that thing with your logo is going to get there on that day that you need it, it's going to be there. He doesn't mess around like that. And if something happens uh, that he can't deliver, he's uh, old enough, wise enough, mature enough to say to you, hey, uh, I can't have it by that time. Either try somebody else or or whatever. And his prices are great. They're competitive with anybody else. Uh, just a really good, solid guy. So if you're uh, looking to get any kind of advertising specialties for your business, you can find him on Facebook at uh, George Jackson Promotions. Uh, find him on the web at GJ Promo. Uh, give him a call. Uh, find him on the web. And if you have uh, a need for your business, uh, of those types of, um, you know, the calendars you give away or pens or whatever it is, whatever kind of tchotchkes you give away at the holidays, the gifts that you give away to people at the holidays, or you're just looking for a special present for somebody here special, George is the guy to call. So give my friend George Jackson uh, a holler, and he will, uh, he will make you um, promotionally happy. How many people can say that they can do that? Make you promotionally happy. <laughs> uh, by the way, if you are a uh, NASCAR fan, you are lucky in the fact that in 2024, you're going to get another NASCAR race at the LA Coliseum. I know that people were excited about that. Not too, what was it, last year or the year before they did that? And it is back. And uh, in 2024, we'll be down at the Coliseum. And it's, uh, you know, I'd like to go to one of these, actually. I think these uh, races inside the stadiums like this are kind of cool, especially the L.A. Coliseum. You have all of the 
tradition there. It's the center of car culture, uh, Los Angeles, and it's a pretty cool uh, venue to do a, a NASCAR race in, I think. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm, I'm wrong, but, you know, uh, it, w- it would be something very cool to go and watch for myself. Uh, this is just coming across the wire that the UAW strike now has expanded out to 38 more GM and Stellantis plants. So that means that, uh, as I read it, it means that uh, maybe they're getting closer with Ford. Maybe it appears that things are getting uh, get a little bit closer with Ford. I said this strike could last about a week or 10 days. I think this is the eighth day. Um, maybe I'm going to be a little bit uh, on the short side of that. But I think that uh, I, I think when we meet next week, we'll probably be talking about either a settlement or a close to a settlement. Uh, it's not acrimonious. You know, which is which is good. It's not an acrimonious thing that's going on. Everybody seems to everybody seems to at least be talking to each other, and uh, we'll see what happens and how it uh, how it shakes out for you know for everybody. But I I, I like the idea that uh, that they're talking and that they're you know they're. Uh, they seem to. There seems to be space where people can find uh, good solace. But yeah, thirty-eight more GM Stellantis plants um, going on right now. Uh, uh, striking. There was an incident too this morning. You know, I, I, people are nuts. I was watching the Detroit news this morning. Some guy, and this this, this really makes. I, I just wonder sometimes. Some guy pulls up at one of the picket lines, and he's got his family in the car. He's got like a, a lady friend in there and a couple of kids in the back seat. And all of a sudden, he starts hollering at the union guys the uh, and, and women that are out on the thing, starts, starts calling them all sorts of racial names. And screaming at him, and how call him uh, in this and that and the other thing, and uh, then starts grabbing like fast food stuff and throwing it out the car at him, and I don't know cans and stuff like that. And then, so now people are gonna uh, are gonna go over and fight the guy, and they see he's got people in the car, so they're just trying to get him away. But I mean, <laughs> it was. It was a scene, man. It was just like it was really it was it was kind of crazy. Just looking at it and going, boy, what what what's going on with people? How are people getting so whacked out uh, that they that they think it's a good idea to, to drive up to somebody and start calling them racially motivated names? Go figure. I don't. I I don't. Uh, I, I I observe the human condition. I don't pretend to, um, you know, try to figure it, try to figure it out uh, uh, that much. It's really kind of uh, kind of sad when you see stuff like that. But you know, listen, uh, labor disputes touch people in uh, different ways. The Detroit Auto Show is wrapping up. 
We uh, talked to John Vincent from there last week and uh, a very underwhelming show. Uh, they did show off a $300,000 Mustang, uh, which I don't know about you, but I ordered two for my garage. And um, not a lot of uh, foreign automakers there. Uh, electric was the story of the show. Uh, we'll see more and more of electric uh, vehicles as we continue on. Although it's kind of interesting, uh, the United Kingdom is now pushing back its 2030 EV goals. I don't know much about this story, but I know I saw the headline this morning. We'll investigate that a little bit more and, and what, if anything, it means uh, for what's going on here in the United States. And if there is a, um, a correlation to that, uh, I know that the push is on with the EVs. I don't know uh, overall how the strike is going to affect EV production, if at all. But I'm just really uh, very interested in finding out why the United Kingdom uh, is going to push back these uh, 2030 uh, electric vehicle goals uh, that they have. I, I suspect, and again, I didn't read the story. I, it's just something that passed across the wire. I didn't get a chance to read it, but I do suspect that it is um, uh, probably something to do with infrastructure more than anything else. And, uh, you know, the infrastructure is just not built out uh, yet for these cars here. And I can imagine how tough it must be in the United Kingdom to get, uh, you know, you have the, uh, although you don't have those beautiful phone booths, you know, the, you know, the red phone booths, maybe they should put a charging station right next to each phone booth with a long cord or something. Uh, maybe a, a suggestion, just a suggestion for my friends over in the UK. Uh, all right. That's, uh, that's it uh, for the show. Next week, we are going to, uh, do our best to have our friend on it. We'll be talking about converting your classic car uh, to an electric car. If you're looking for a winter project and you're thinking to yourself, geez, maybe I should have a, an electric car for the winter uh, or, you know, convert my 55 Chevy to a, um, a classic car. This might be exactly the show you want to listen to. Thank you so much to Nathan, to George, to everybody who listens to the show. And we will catch up with you next week if the Lord's will and the creek don't rise right here on Drive Time Radio. Have a good one.